0: The Bengaluru Commute Podcast Powered by Spooler Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News For today, the 27th of October, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddaramaiah deferred cabinet reshuffle discussions, emphasising Congress leadership's role. He criticised the BJP for fiscal mismanagement during its tenure, pledging a white paper on the state's finances. Responding to ministerial aspirations, he stated, decisions lie with the high command. Siddaramaiah refuted corruption allegations, blaming the BJP for the financial crisis and power wars. Accusing the BJP of Operation Lotus, he questioned their contributions during their governance. In other headlines, Karnataka Deputy CM DK Shivkumar stirred controversy in a new social media post on the X platform by proposing to rename Ramanagara district as Bengaluru South. Opposition leader H.D. Kumaraswamy vehemently opposed the move, emphasizing district unity. Shivkumar asserted residents of four taluks Magadi, Chanapatna, Kanakapura, and Ramanagara as Bengalurians, planning a blueprint for integration. Kumaraswamy accused him of using this as a ploy to legitimize his questionable assets. In Samu News, controversy surrounded Big Boss Canada contestant Vartur Santosh's arrest for wearing a tiger claw pendant. Photos of actors and politicians donning similar lockets have sparked online uproar and led to complaints. Forest officials report complaints against figures like MP Jagesh Nikhil Kumaraswamy and actor Darshan, alleging Wildlife Protection Act violations. Pro Kannada group Sangata Tanegala Okuta also called for action against those possessing tiger parts. Up next, Bengaluru city set a new weather record with the coldest October morning this week. At 8.30 am on October 24th, the city recorded a low of 17.1 degrees Celsius, the lowest this month. This was 2 degrees below the usual range of 19 to 21 degrees Celsius. IMD experts couldn't pinpoint the cause for this sudden drop. Last year on October 25th, the city experienced a minimum of 15.4 degrees Celsius, the lowest in 2022. Now, on to other news. After a pub fire from cylinder blast last week, BBMP cracked down on non compliant hotels and closed six rooftop venues. Inspecting 234 establishments, 122 received notices and six were shut. This citywide drive enforces safety rules following the Koromangla incident. The blaze sent shockwaves across Bengaluru city and an employee's daring escape from the fourth floor. BBMP aims for strict adherence to safety guidelines. Moving on, the Karnataka Examinations Authority has yet to release results for the DCET conducted over a month ago on September 10th. Engineering aspirants criticized KEA, suggesting their focus on other exams delays the process. Worried about potential clashes with the All India Council for Technical Education's October 30th admission deadline, students sought clarity. Higher Education Minister Dr. M.C. Sudhakar reassured that the deadline won't affect DCET admissions, assuring results will be out shortly. Meanwhile, a Bengaluru media house, Faces of Bengaluru, collaborated with Fuji Film and BLORE for a docu-series titled Homegrown. The series will showcase unique city stories featuring individuals like Aparna Vastare, known as the voice of Nama Metro, and cricket bat repairer Ram Bandari. Reviving legends will spotlight Pharaohs and Musa, vintage bike restoration pioneers. It will release on FOB's YouTube channel FOB Documentaries next month, followed by a public screening. On a different note, the 12th Bengaluru Literature Festival, a two-day event, will take place on December 2nd at the Lalitha Ashok. Featuring 250 authors including Chandrasekara Kambara, Ramachandra Guha and Perumal Murugan, it's open to all and free. The festival will span two venues, Sioni and Malgudi, named after Mowgli's hills and RK Narayan's town. Besides discussions, attendees can enjoy music, kids' activities and more. Since 2012, the festival has hosted 10 editions with over 1,500 authors worldwide. National news. Moving on to the national news, Prime Minister Narendra Modi confirmed he will attend the historic consecration of the Ram Temple on January 22nd, accepting an invitation from the Sri Ram Janmabhoomi Teet Shetra Trust. He expressed gratitude, calling it a blessed occasion. The trust members met with the Prime Minister in Delhi to extend the invitation. After the consecration, devotees will be allowed entry, as per sources. RSS Chief Mohan Bhagwat also confirmed the ceremony date. Meanwhile, the Enforcement Directorate conducted raids on State Congress President Govit Singh Dottasara's residences in Jaipur and Sikar, along with a coaching centre allegedly associated with him ahead of the November 25th Rajasthan Assembly election. Chief Minister Ashur Gelot claimed the continuous ED raids were evidence of Congress's victory, accusing the BJP of misusing the agency against them. The raids are reportedly related to the 2021 Rajasthan Eligibility Examination for Teachers paper leak. In more news, due to ongoing tensions between Israel and Hamas, Air India extended the suspension of its scheduled flights to Tel Aviv until November second. This decision follows unprecedented attacks by Hamas militants on Israel on October 7, prompting Israel to launch a counteroffensive in Gaza. Air India has not operated regular flights to Tel Aviv since October 7. The airline operated chartered flights to Tel Aviv as part of the government's Operation Ajay to repatriate Indians amidst the escalating conflict. Shifting our focus, according to a United Nations report titled Interconnected Disaster Risks Report 2023, part of India's Indo-Gangetic Basin have surpassed the groundwater depletion tipping point. The entire northwestern region is projected to face critically low groundwater levels by 2025. The report identifies six global environmental tipping points, including groundwater depletion, which can lead to irreversible shifts in ecosystems and climate patterns. Around 70% of groundwater withdrawals support agriculture, a reliance that may worsen due to climate change. In a general weather update for the country, Delhi's air quality remained poor, registering an AQI value of 252 according to the Central Pollution Control Board. The previous day, the AQI was 243, also falling in the poor category. The CPCB categorizes AQI levels from good (0 to 50) to severe (over 400). The forecast suggests air quality will fluctuate between poor and very poor categories in the upcoming week. International news Turning our attention to international news, India's High Commission in Ottawa announced the resumption of select visa services in Canada. This decision follows a review of the security situation and consideration of recent Canadian measures. Standard entry, business, medical and conference visas will be issued, while emergencies will continue to be addressed by the High Commission and consulates. This move comes after New Delhi suspended new visas for Canadians and requested a reduction in Canada's diplomatic presence. In ongoing news, Afghanistan experienced a magnitude 4.3 earthquake at a depth of 150 kilometers, as reported by the National Center for Seismology. This marks the fourth consecutive earthquake to hit the country, following recent tremors claiming thousands of lives and causing extensive damage. The most recent quake comes just a week after a strong earthquake in Herat province claimed over 4,000 lives. In a recent development, China's youngest astronaut crew embarked on a historic mission to the country's space station. The spacecraft, Shenzhou-17, carrying three astronauts, launched from the Jiuquan Satellite Launch Center. Pilot Tang Hongbo-48 leads the six-month mission, setting the record for the quickest turnaround between space flights by a taikonaut. Fellow crew members Tang Ji 33 and Jiang Jinlin-35 represent China's expanding astronaut program. The selection process is now open to candidates from Hong Kong and Macau. In some other news, President Joe Biden conferred the National Medals for Science and Technology upon two Indian-American scientists, Dr. Ashok Gadgil and Dr. Shubra Suresh. Gadgil received the National Medal for Technology and Innovation, while Suresh was awarded the National Medal of Science. Dr. Gardgil, born in Mumbai, is a distinguished professor at UC Berkeley and a senior scientist at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. Dr. Suresh, a bioengineer, is a professor emeritus at MIT, known for his research in nanomechanics and disease connections. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. The Reserve Bank of India mandated banks to enhance senior management by appointing at least one full-time director, in addition to the managing director, within four months. This directive aims to address the increasing complexity of the banking sector and ensure effective leadership. RBI advised banks to have a minimum of two full-time directors, including the MD and CEO, on their boards, considering factors like operational size and business complexity. In more business news, India's accounting regulator is probing an EY member firm auditing five companies in Gautam Adani's conglomerate. The National Financial Reporting Authority initiated an inquiry into SR Batli Boy recently. The audit firm oversees Adani Power, Adani Green Energy, Adani Wilmar, ACC and Ambuja Cements. Adani Group affirmed compliance with regulations. This follows Hindenburg's allegations against Adani's tax practices. Deloitte's resignation as Adani Ports's auditor in August furthered concerns. Next up, in some tech news, Meta reported a two-fold year-on-year surge in click-to-message ad revenue in India, emphasising WhatsApp business messaging. CEO Mark Zuckerberg highlighted it as a pivotal aspect of Meta's future. He noted over 60% of Indian WhatsApp users engage with business accounts, foreseeing a substantial opportunity for AI-driven commerce support. Earlier, Zuckerberg projected a global $10 billion run rate for click-to-message ads. India, boasting 500 million WhatsApp users, stands out as the prime market. Moving on, Morgan Stanley, a prominent Wall Street bank named Ted Pick, a 30-year veteran as its next CEO, concluding a high-profile internal race. Pick 54 will assume the role in January. Andy Sparstein and Dan Simkowitz, the other contenders, will become co-presidents overseeing key divisions. James Gorman, the current CEO, expressed confidence in their long term commitment. This public disclosure of internal candidates differs from the usual secretive approach to top level appointments in corporate America. In market news for today, the Sensex dropped by 821.92 points, 1.28%, to to 63,227.14, while the Nifty fell by 248.90 points, 1.30%, to 18,873.30. Of the total, 1,164 shares showed gains, 1,973 shares saw declines and 103 shares remained unchanged. The Indian rupee weakened by six paise due to sluggish domestic markets and a robust dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Actor-couple Deepika Padukone and Ranveer Singh unveiled their long-awaited wedding video nearly five years after their Italian wedding ceremony. The footage, shared on a recent episode of Coffee with Curran Season 8, showcased their romantic journey. Clips highlighted their Mehindi wedding preparations, vows and heartfelt moments. Runway's infectious energy brought excitement to Deepika's family, according to her father, Prakash Padukone. Coffee with Current season 8 streams on Disney Plus Hotstar every Thursday. In news from Hollywood, the recent passing of iconic actor Richard Roundtree, renowned for his role as John Shaft in the 1970s Shaft movies, has left fans and colleagues mourning. Roundtree 81 succumbed to pancreatic cancer at his Los Angeles residence. Tributes poured in on social media with co-stars Gabriel Union, Samuel L. Jackson and others expressing their grief and admiration. Meanwhile in some news from regional cinema, veteran stars Rajnikanth and Amitabh Bachchan recently began shooting for T.J. Nyanavel's untitled film, marking their first collaboration since the 1991 movie Hum. Rajnikanth expressed his joy, calling Bachchan his mentor. Produced by Laika Productions, the project is Khan's 170th, featuring Fahad Fazil, Rana Dagubati, Ritika Singh, Manju Varyar and Dushara Vijayan. Anirudh Vichanda will compose the music for the film. Spooler Sports. In sports news, in a spectacular display, Glenn Maxwell and David Warner struck centuries, propelling Australia to a formidable 399 for 8 in their ICC World Cup 2023 face off with the Netherlands in New Delhi. Warner's 104 of 93 balls marked his sixth World Cup century, second only to Rohit Sharma's seven. Maxwell's blistering ton in 40 balls set a new World Cup record. Australia set their second-highest World Cup total, breaking records aplenty. In more sports updates at the Asian Para Games in Hangzhou, Sumit Antil clinched gold with a world-record javelin throw of 73.29 metres in the F64 category for amputee athletes using prosthetics. Indian para-athletes amassed an impressive 30 medals with 17 coming from athletics, including all six goals. India's total medal tally stood at 64, 15 gold, 20 silver, 29 bronze, placing them sixth. Antil surpassed his record securing gold and setting new Asian Games and world records. Wrapping up sports news, Barcelona overcame Shakhtar Donetsk 2-1 in a Champions League Group H clash. Ferran Torres and Firmin Lopez's first-half goal sealed the win. Despite missing key players due to injuries and suspensions, Barcelona dominated. Lopez's initial goal was VAR-checked and confirmed onside. The victory, although hard-fought, secured Barcelona's third consecutive win. Lopez, named man of the match, emphasised the importance of the win in securing a spot in the knockout stage. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for a soulful musical evening, Isht-e-Ghazal. Featuring ace vocalists Meenal Jain and Prithvi Gandharv. Performing live at the Indranagar Club on the 28th of October at 7pm. Catch the City's best comics together in the latest stand-up special Fast and Funny 15. Performing live at the Drunkling Comedy Club Koramangala 5th Block on the 29th of October at 5pm. Enjoy a relaxing session of art this festive season with the Lippin Art Workshop Diwali Special happening at the Art Delight Group Harlur Main Road on the 28th of October at 11.30am. Interested in learning some Bachata moves? Here's something for you. Join a beginner's dance class with the exclusive Bachata Dance Workshop conducted by experts of the Motley Dance Company at Lahe Lahe Kodi Halli on the 29th of October 2.30pm. You can also catch the insanely funny Vivek Samtani in his latest outing performing live at the Ministry of Comedy Koramangala 4th block on the 28th and 29th of October at 5 p.m. Bengaluru weather. And finally the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can anticipate partly cloudy skies. The day will bring a high of 30 degrees Celsius and a comfortable low of 20 degrees Celsius. The heat index factoring in humidity is estimated at 31 degrees Celsius considering shaded areas and light breeze. The city can expect temperatures in line with the average October high of 28 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player. And leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.